Blog Talk Radio. Interviewing your favorite musicians, comedians, and other creative souls. This is the Carrie Edelman Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Carrie Edelman Show. We have an amazing guest coming on tonight. I mean, really, an amazing band. Smile Empty Soul is going to be joining us shortly. The vocalist, Sean Danielson, will be calling in, and these guys are such an amazing rock group. I've been a fan of them for a very long time, so it really is an honor and pleasure to have them on my show tonight and to support and promote this band. So just want to give people a brief introduction to my show, then I'm going to do some uh, background information to introduce the band, and then I'll bring Sean on. So I've done this show for approximately two years now. I launched it with the concept in mind to really create a forum where I could bring people on in the entertainment industry to help support and promote them. A little bit about myself. Uh, My doctorate degree is in clinical psychology, and one of the things I just really enjoy doing is interviewing people coupled with my passion for the entertainment industry. Um, I'm also a singer-songwriter. I do some writing for some entertainment magazines, and I also am involved now with the radio show. So I really want to combine my background and, again, like I said, really create a form that I could create um, to support people because I do everything independently on my own, and I'm sure, as Sean can really uh, comment on tonight because I can empathize, these guys are definitely a band that have uh, really pursued a direction on their own in the music industry. So on my show, you're going to get a really good taste of what these people's lives are like, what it's like to be in a profession. A couple of things I ask for people to just kindly keep in mind is, although I mentioned I am a clinical psychologist, my show is purely meant for entertainment purposes. Um, it's not meant for any type of formal therapy, so I really keep things professional. And also, I definitely want my guests to feel down to earth, to discuss whatever they'd like. But if they uh, talk about any potentially humiliating, embarrassing stories, etc., I'm a huge fan of comedy, so please, I want my guests to you know, integrate anything they'd like to really get people to know who they are, too, just to keep things anonymous and um, so we don't reveal things about people and personally embarrass people. So please create a Blog Talk Radio account by going to blogtalkradio.com. If you'd like to call in, the number is 805-243-1320. Because I am a one-person show here and I'm going to really be focused on the interview with Sean, I've done a lot of research and uh, background on the band Again, if you have questions, try to call in. I'll be going back and forth from the chat room uh, to the switchboard, et cetera. It looks like we might already have a caller, um, but please, you know, remain on the line. I definitely wanted to start the interview with Sean. All right, so let me tell you a little bit about these guys. As I mentioned, I've been a a big fan of these guys ever since um, I heard their first single, or the single that I know, Bottom of the Bottom. Bottom of the, I'm sorry, I'm confusing things right now. Let's uh, let's move forward. For some reason, I typed that wrong into my uh, notes here. But anyway, these guys have been known for many singles out there. Nowhere Kids, Worth Through, Don't Ever Leave, Afterlife. And um, as people have known, these guys have been around since 1998. Um, to me personally, they've illustrated over the years what true musical dedication, motivation, and perseverance can really lead to in a challenging and difficult industry um, as they definitely continue to prove to be a majorly successful band in the world of hard rock. So despite some of the struggles that these guys have ensued along the way, they've definitely kept things, like I said, independently. They've been doing things on their own for a little while now. This past October, they've released their sixth album titled Chemicals, which is having major success right now. It's featuring the hit single False Alarm. We'll debut that tonight, and I'm also going to 
play another single off the album that I personally like, but it was hard for me to pick another single because the album is just really stacked with a lot of amazing music. So please pick up their album. It is available now on iTunes and Amazon Music. So we're going to learn about their amazing musical journey tonight. My interviews are a little different than others. I really take people on a journey in terms of learning background information, and then we'll come to the present to where the band is today. They're also currently headlining their own tour right now, so definitely visit them, check out a live show, go to smileemptysoul.com. And lastly, I definitely want to thank Ryan Feldman from Fresno Media LLC for coordinating this interview with me. I've done a lot of interviews uh, through him, and it's just been great working with him. So let's bring Sean on. Hey, Sean, how are you? Hello? Okay. Not sure what's going on here. Hold on a second. Let's see, maybe that's a different extension. Hello? Can you hear me, Carrie? Yeah, is this Sean? Hello? Yeah, this is Sean. How's it going? Great, great. No, I saw a different number initially, and I thought that was yours, but I'm glad I switched over to this number. So how are you doing? Hi, good, good. I'm great. How are you doing? Great. Thank you so much for joining me tonight and uh, coming on the show. It's a pleasure to support you guys and promote the band. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Cool. Very cool. So I've done a lot of research on you guys and really kind of learned a lot about some of the uh, the struggles, the ups and downs that you guys have went through over the years, but you've continued to persevere, and it's just amazing to see how far you guys continue to sustain in this difficult industry, as I'm sure you know. Thanks. I appreciate it. Thanks for doing your research, too. It's it's always <laughs> makes for a, a much better interview, you know. Definitely. Yeah, I spend a lot of time. So let's just start out. I always like to just get some background. Tell me a little bit just about yourself, where you grew up, how you got involved in music. Was there anyone in your life that inspired you? So, you know, kind of start from the very beginning when you were younger. All right. Well, I was born in Southern California in Los Angeles, and uh, I, you know, lived there until I was about seven years old. And uh, at that point, I moved with my, my mom moved out of state, and I moved with her to the state of Maine. And I lived there um, till I was about 15, and then I moved back in with my dad. That's, that's kind of my uh, history as far as where I've dwelled, you know. And then um, okay. as, far as, as far as influences and support when it comes to music and, and this is a career and all that, you know, my dad and my mom were actually um, – in a, in a band together in high school. My mom was a singer and my dad was a guitar player. And um, I've just been around music my whole life. My dad is, is a musician to this day. And, and uh, you know, like I said, my mom is still still a great singer. So um, awesome. they've always been super supportive of, of music and, and uh, me doing music. And it's been a, a great environment for it, you know, my whole life. Cool. So what age around did you start to really get interested in playing guitar and singing and writing? I started playing the, I started piano lessons when I was nine and uh, I I enjoyed piano. um, But about, you know, not even a year into my piano lessons, I actually picked up, my mom had an acoustic guitar and um, a bunch of just chord charts, you know, on paper and uh, I started actually picking up the guitar and kind of teaching myself guitar with the chord charts. And I, I just immediately connected with the guitar in a way that I didn't with the piano. And um, 
from then on, from the age of 10, you know, it was, it was just music was my absolute life and, um, you know, guitar and I didn't start singing until, uh, I was a, a little bit, a few years later after that, but, um, you know, I've picked up instruments over the years and pretty good with the, the basic rock instruments, you know. Very cool, very cool. And singing, too, was that something, when you started to get into it, was that something that came naturally to you? Did you take any formal lessons? I mean, like you said, you come from a very musically inclined family, so I'm sure a lot of it was kind of, you know, natural, but tell us a little bit about that. Well, singing's definitely a different thing for me. It's a little bit harder than, than guitar as far as just the natural, you know, the, the guitar just clicked. And, and singing, um, singing I have to work a little bit harder at, and, uh, but, but I, I have just as much fun with it. So I, I love it, and it's, it's a great thing. I, I just started singing basically out of necessity because we were, we were putting bands together and we just didn't have singers, you know. So, right. <laughs> um, I, I was always a guitar player, and, and uh, I, I sang out of necessity, and, and it just kind of became, I just kind of became the singer, you know. Right, right. So did you take formal lessons or no? You just kind of worked really hard at it, no. at it on your own. Yeah, I, yeah, I just worked hard at it on my own and uh, cool. you know, kind of self, self-taught. Cool, very cool. I mean, your voice is just so unique, and you always know it's smiling to you so when you hear your voice. And I was just actually working out to the new album before this interview, so it always gets me kind of motivated and, and pumped up for the interview. So it's just it's an amazing album, and I can't wait to get into it more and talk about that a little later in the interview. So, awesome, um, awesome. Thank you. Yeah, it's, it's great. It's really good stuff. So tell us a little bit about the band forming, because I read that you guys, you know, formed in around 98, and originally you guys were, you know, from different high schools as you came together. So tell us a little bit about how you met each other. I know that one of the members is still, Ryan Martin, still with you, but then the drummer eventually was, you know, through the years probably replaced. So tell us a little bit about yeah. that. Yeah, we we did start uh, this band as Smile Empty Soul, you know, around 98. Um, and, uh, you know, all, all three of us knew each other only through, like, the local band scene. The, the, the town that we were from is called Santa Clarita, California, and it's, it's in L.A. County, but it's still, you know, a relatively um, smaller town within the county there that, that everybody kind of knows each other within the band scene. So mm-hmm. we were all in, like, separate local bands there in that town, and, and uh, you know, heard about each other through the grapevine when, when we just needed other people to jam with at different points in time and ended up all playing together. And then, you know, we ended up getting uh, getting a record deal and, and uh, putting out an album and going out on tour, and, and we've just been doing it ever since. Our, our original drummer, though, was only with us on that first record. Um, and then we we actually got a different guy um, for mm-hmm. just a very short period of time. He was only with us for about three months. And then we actually replaced him with Jake, who's our current drummer. Um, back in, at the end of 2005, we got Jake, and he's been with us ever since. And it's, it's a great right. group, and, and it'll always be this group, you know. That's awesome. I mean, it's pretty cool how you guys have been consistent. I mean, it's a it's a small group because I know it's mainly three members, and we'll talk a little bit about you did integrate a, another guitarist at you know one point in time for a little period of time, but that I guess 
wasn't for whatever right. reason, you know, meant to be, or you guys just, you know, mutually parted ways. But um, it's cool to hear that because I know a lot of bands just have that struggle with finding the right people and personalities not clicking and you know all the all that type of stuff going on. So yeah, it's, it's really it's cool. Definitely, yeah, yeah, we've we've been lucky. Very cool. So tell us about I guess we'll with uh, digress. We'll talk about like you said you you release a self titled titled album in uh, May of two thousand three which was, you know, doing amazing. It was certified gold. You guys had, you know, 500,000-plus sales of the, you know, copy of that album. Reflect back to that time because what was that like for you, knowing that you kind of reached that pinnacle and where you guys, you know, were looking to go in the direction with your band? It was it was great, you know. It was awesome to reach to reach those levels of success and, uh, and just, you know, see everything just kind of come to fruition with all the seeds we had been planting, all the work we'd been doing, you know, over the years. Um, and, you know, obviously it was like, you know, you, you want success and you hope for success, but to actually, you know, have your video all over, you know, Fuse and MTV was still around and all that and all of mm-hmm. you know, all over the radio and, all, and magazines and stuff. It was, it was very cool and very exciting. Um, it was just a, a cool, fun time. We are all really young, too, so it was... It was uh, it was just great. You know, we're all 20, 21, 22 years old. Cool, very cool. And when you guys were working right before you guys, you know, got the record deal, were you guys going to school at all, working, or was it just music, just full time? That's what you guys were doing. You know, we were um, throughout the, the the period that period of time for the band. We were all going to school and working regular jobs. Um, and doing the band, you know, we, wow. we had to have, had to have regular jobs. I mean, first of all, we, we were in high school, you know, um, so we had right. to go to high school and then, then we had to have regular jobs to be able to support the band, to be able to do the band. Cause it does cost money to, you know, have equipment mm-hmm. and, uh, and get out there and, and have gas money and go out gig and do flyers and all that stuff. So, um, yeah, we, we were all working our, our butts off at just terrible jobs. and, uh, and <laughs> What were you guys you know, doing? Gig. What types of well, things were you guys it, doing? I had a string of jobs. I I, I had uh, I worked at a Petco for like a year when I was like 16. And then I ended up working for a year after that at this like mail, mail and more, kind of like uh, mailboxes, et cetera, type place. And mm-hmm. I know... Um, our bass player Ryan Martin, you know, he he works at a place called Barbecues Galore for a while, and uh, okay. he also he ended up working at Washington Mutual for a while there, and uh, you know we all just had those those regular jobs that you just you just grab them and yeah and uh, you make a couple bucks and go you know yeah no I definitely want it thank you for sharing that because I like to you know incorporate some interesting stuff about you guys as you know, people too along the way and not just stay so focused on the music so that the fans and people listening in can be like, wow, that's cool. I didn't know you did that. Or, you know, just something interesting about you. So cool. No, that's For great. Sure. That's great. Most, most interviewers don't, don't get very in depth and they don't do a lot of research and they just ask a, a series of very, very right. generic questions you've heard a thousand <laughs> times and over, you know, so. Definitely. I, and I, I appreciate you saying that because I remember I'll never forget when I interviewed Soil, the metal band. At the end of it, I think he was kind of like taken back. It was the bass player, and he was like, "Wow, he's like 
What did, what's that you said? His, his name's Tim, right, Tim? Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, Tim, Tim King, yeah. Yeah. I can't think right he's now. It's great. been a long day. Yeah, he's awesome. But he was just like, uh, I've never done an interview like this. He goes, I've just reflected back on, you know, so much in my life. He goes, I feel like I just went on this, like, you know, journey over the years of things I've never even thought about in so long. And he was like, it was really cool. Yeah. It was really different. You know, so it was cool. So thank you for, totally. you know, already recognizing that because I don't want to be a cookie cutter type of person. Um, oh, all right, yeah. So let's... <laughs> And, and unfortunately, I'm a psychologist, so unfortunately that stuff plays into my, my style, <laughs> so to speak. Right, right. You probably but, can't um, turn that off. No, unfortunately. And it's, it's, it's you know, it's good and it's bad. So tell right. us about, as we're talking about your self-titled album, which was just doing amazing, you're having a lot of success with it, then that leads up to you guys, you know, going into recording the second album, which was Anxiety. And tell us mm-hmm. a little bit about that time period, because it, that's, when I guess you were encountering some difficulties. And again, Sean, share as much as you feel comfortable. I'm not someone who prides in my show as professional, but with the labels and some of the difficulties evidently you were having at that time um, with releasing that album and choosing initially not to release it. Well, I mean, that was a, that was a pretty crazy time period as well because, you know, we just had the crazy highs of, of the success of the first record. And then we had, all right, we got to go make it the second record now, you know, and, mm-hmm. and, uh, there was tension within the band and there was tension, um, you know, a little bit there with our, our producer and us, um, we were signed to a production deal at the time. So the actual producer that produced the first record had to produce the second one as well. And, uh, okay. so there was tension there. And then, um, and then, you know, the, everything just kind of went to hooey with the label and us and uh, all at the same time, you know, and, and, and all, and, and to make matters worse, I was a complete mess of an alcoholic and, uh, you know, oh, wow. we were all part much and, um, you know, it was, it was pretty crazy, pretty crazy time in and of its, of itself there. So we ended sure. up making the record, we ended up making the record, the label, supposedly loved it all the way through and then at the end um decided to to send us back in the studio to work with this producer more and and um you know we we were just at a place where we didn't want to do that and we mm-hmm. kind of dicked around with a little bit and um we just put the middle finger up and and uh, went on tour anyway and uh you know, we were we were burning copies of the record and getting it out there, and the label shelved it. And uh, then it was just it was a matter of let's get off of this label, let's do whatever we can to just get off this label. And was that difficult to do? I mean, were you guys like tied into you know a certain period of time you had to be with them? I mean, I can't. I'm just feeling anxious, kind of thinking about you know being in your shoes and just not being happy yeah. and and wanting to do your own thing. And yeah. Now you know why we called the album Anxiety. So <laughs> when, we, when we went in, we, we right. called that record Anxiety. So it was a right. fitting title, you know. Definitely. So what did uh, you guys have to do? What were some of the, you know, hoops you had to jump yeah, the, through, so the, to speak, to move on? Yeah, the label had us, you know, because back then it was still a, a, a big label deal, and, and uh, I think they had us for like seven albums or something, and... Uh, 
Oh, my gosh. Wow. But but basically, you know, um, once they realized that that we weren't going to work with them and and they weren't putting the record out, it was just like there's no – I think they had to either get rid of us or put something out or something like that. So they ended up Mm -hmm. actually dropping us, which is what we wanted. Maybe Mm – maybe. Maybe for the good, maybe for the bad, you know, and uh, and then we we from there got out of our production deal with that producer as well, which was automatic with getting off of the label, and then um, we were just completely free agents at that point in time, and um, that's when we geared up to do our third record, Vultures, which we did completely okay. on our own, cool. and uh, and released independently and everything. Nice. Well, let's do this. Let's. Hold on one sec, because there's a couple people in the switchboard I just went over to here. I would definitely want to take a couple of calls for you, and then we'll go back to talking about vultures, and, you know, we'll start to progress forward a little quicker so we can get to chemicals, all right? Cool. That sounds good. Okay. All right. So let's take this call. And two four eight, you are on with Sean Danielson from Smile Empty Soul. Oh, wow. Hey, what's going on, Sean? How's it going, man? Hey, what's up? Uh, yeah, I didn't expect to get on, but pretty glad I did. Awesome, man. Thanks uh, for calling. Yeah. Well, where are you calling uh, in from? I uh, called from the uh, Pontiac area. I saw uh, Smile Soul in the Planet Rock and uh, Machine Shop as well. Oh, beautiful. So, yeah, um, I'm not sure if you remember me, but I, was, I uh, actually created that shirt of Anxiety and you signed it for me at the Machine Shop. Oh, dude, absolutely. How you doing, man? Oh, hey, nothing. pretty good, man. I'm glad to talk to you. And, I'm so stoked about the album. I'm going to make a long trip out to Ohio and see that Cleveland show, so can't wait, man. Oh, great, man. That's awesome. That's, how far of a trip is that? Uh, I think it's like six hours, but it's definitely well paid off. Just awesome, awesome concert, man. Just, I can't explain enough how... Well, dude, just, dude write, us on our, write us on our Facebook, and we'll put you on the guest list, so at least you don't have to pay for tickets. You know, that's a long way to go. Oh, okay. Hey, I appreciate that, man. No problem, man. But, uh, yeah, just like I said, man, just uh, really pre- – I know I have my, my time is short here, but uh just want to tell you how much I appreciate, you know, how you guys never gave up. and You, you got some true de- dedicated fans out here, man. And just, you know, my band as well, we do a lot of your covers to try and promote your music at shows and just awesome. all the ways, you know, just great people, great band. So. Thanks, man. We we definitely appreciate it. We, we know we have some terrific fans that – do things like what you're talking about, driving six hours to go to our shows, and, uh, you know, we couldn't do it without you, man, and we, we definitely appreciate it. Well, thanks a lot, Sean, man. I'm just so stoked. So, yeah, I can't wait to see you in uh, Cleveland. So Sounds good, man. Like I said, write us on there, and we'll uh, we'll get you on the guest list. Yeah, for sure. Cool, man. Awesome. See you there. Thanks All right. so much All right, for calling guys. in. Take care. Oh, yeah, thank you. All right. Bye. Okay. Bye. Later, man. Very cool. Look at that. <laughs> awesome. Uh, Makes it all worthwhile, right, Sean, when you have people like that? Totally. Yeah, it does. Yeah. That's awesome. Very cool. All right, let's take this next person. That poor guy was waiting for 15 minutes, it looked like, according to the time. <laughs> okay. Right. I know. All right, area code 254, you're on with Sean, and just let us know where you're calling in from. Hey, Sean, I'm calling from Belton, Texas. Awesome, man. How you doing? Oh, doing pretty good. How are you? Pretty good. All right. Hanging in there. Man, I was at that uh, 
San Antonio show y'all did, man. Y'all did a brilliant job, man. Oh, thanks, dude. I, thanks for being there. No problem. No problem. Man. Appreciate it. I bought tickets to, like, 2012 y'all in San Antonio, and I didn't get to make it, so that definitely was worth it. Oh, it great, again. great. Yeah, great. It was a rad job. And you signed my uh, debut album, man. I really do appreciate that. Of course, man. Of course. Thanks for picking it up. No, no problem. Cool. Do you have a question or anything you want to... Oh, go ahead. Oh, yes, I do. I bought chemicals after the show, and I was wondering what inspired you from the debut album to the latest album, Chemicals, and how did that inspiration change? Well, I mean, I think the inspiration has always just been for for us to, you know, we just love music. It's it's the number one thing that, that we do. And, and uh, as far as lyrically, you know, my inspiration lyrically has always just been life in general, you know, because it's, it's, a, it's a crazy thing and, and uh, that's all you really need for inspiration. I think that hasn't changed from the first record to, to this last record. I think the only thing that's changed is just the way that I kind of deliver um, what I'm talking about, I guess, you know. Just right the up. delivery yeah. has changed. Cool. Well, you're still you're still doing good at it, man. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. No problem. No problem. All, All right. right. We'll Thank you so much for calling through. in. All right. Thank you. Take care, man. Later, man. Later, man. Cool. Very cool. I have to keep going back and forth. You're getting a lot of calls here. It's good. Good stuff. Oh, nice. All right. Cool. So, all right. So let's, uh, like you said, let's move forward to talk a little bit about um, Vultures. And then at that point in time, you were embarking on a new label, correct? Yeah, you know, um, well, as soon as we got off of the the original deal we were on with the Lava Atlantic, we um, we had the songs already and we were ready to go for Vultures. So we were just waiting for the legal aspect of it to get finalized and uh, we, we jumped in the studio, we made that record. And then mm-hmm. we, uh, we signed with a label called Beeler Brothers, which was an independent label out of Florida and, and we released that album and you know, went on tour to support that and just rolled on as a band. Cool. And that was the time when you were working with Steeler Brothers that you brought in Mike Booth, who was, I guess, a former member from Cold, to add as a second guitarist? Yeah, you know, <coughs> we um, <coughs> we thought it would be cool to add another guitar player just, just to, to have that wall of sound and be able to to have, you know, the guitar overdubs represented live and just, just fill it out. Um, so we did add another guitarist for a while there. Um, just ended up not really not really doing what we had hoped it was going to do. And um, through it all, it just ended up not working out. And, and uh, you know, at one point we were actually on tour and, and our... The, the old guitar player left, and um, that night we played as a three-piece again for the first time in like eight months or something like that, and it was just, it just felt so right, you know, after right. the show. After the show, Jake, Ryan, and I were just like, that's that's the way it's supposed to be. That's, you know, we're never going to try to mess with that again, really. Right. Well, you tried it out, and it wasn't, you know, a perfect fit, so, right, no, no foul, no harm. Exactly, yeah. Yeah. Very cool. 
So Vultures, again, you had some, some great stuff off of that. And, and around that time frame, I guess shortly after that, I guess it was maybe a couple of years later, you did, you did decide to release Anxiety at some point. Tell us, you know, how did that, how'd you go about doing that? Did you have any ties or any things that you had to work through the formal label with or were you kind of free reign to do that? Because I think it's interesting that after all those years, you finally put it out and just give us a little bit of information on, you know, why you chose to do it and stuff. Well, we always wanted to get it out there because, <clears throat> you know, it's something that we slaved over and, mm-hmm. you know, felt like it's it's our baby and it, it just deserves to be out, you know. So we always wanted to get it out there. I don't know how it actually came to be, but it, what happened was after Vultures, um, things didn't work out with Beeler Brothers Records either. So we ended up signing with... Um, FOS EMI mm-hmm. and and doing uh, our next album Consciousness with that right after we did Consciousness they were the ones that came to us and said hey uh, you know we could put this out so gotcha. they worked it out somehow and uh, and uh, they were able to to get it out there on on iTunes and and uh, some physical copies out there and you know it's great it's good to see it good to see it just being available. That's cool. No, that's great. That's great that you have. Like you said, it was it was one of your babies, and it was something you worked really hard at. And maybe, you know, at the time, because like you said, anxiety and all the other distressful things that were going on, maybe it wasn't meant to be, but eventually you did get it out there. So that's awesome you were able to do that. Very yeah, cool. Yeah, exactly. Very cool. So it's interesting looking at the titles, you know, going from, well, the self-titled one, we can leave that out, but, you know, anxiety to vultures to consciousness, it's, is there any certain themes that are going through those in terms of any, like, commonality you can hone in on? And then we'll get into threes because that's interesting. Does that represent, you know, three members in the band? I don't know. But, um, yeah, there's some interesting titles you have for your album. Yeah, you know, we always try to let the album the album name itself okay. instead of, like, having some sort of theme going in or, or uh, you know an idea of what the album title is going to be going in. We just we 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 put together the songs for an album, and then over the process of recording the album, we allow themes to just bring them bring themselves to the surface, kind of. And then we, you know, when we hear the right thing, we just know that that's the right thing. And and uh, I think each title represents where we are to us in some sort of way, and that's just kind of how we've always done it. Cool. Very cool. So let's progress a little bit then to talking about, you know, just give us some information on uh, Threes, which you released, and um, then we're going to start moving forward to getting to chemicals. Yeah, so, okay, we did, uh, let's see, we we released um, Consciousness in 09, and then we released Threes um, last year in 2012. Mm-hmm. On another, on a whole other label called E1, and, and um, <clears throat> sorry, you know we toured um, nonstop for both of those albums, and uh, you know then uh, just a couple or a month ago or so we released Chemicals, and here we are. Very cool. Anything, and again, you can be as generic or vague as you want. In terms of, I know you wanted to go more of an independent road and that you've had some, you know, challenges with the labels over the years. Was there any common theme or anything that sticks out for you in terms of, 
you know, the difficulties or the struggles that you encountered when you were with a label? I don't know. I mean, there are just, Is it just kind of the control or something, you know, someone kind of hovering over you and you not having basically the freedom to do what you want to do when you want to do it? No, you know, I I think that for us the main the main issue that we encountered over and over again since the first record when when we put out our first album, mm-hmm. we were we were an actual priority with with a very big label, you know. Right. And and uh, you know as as much as people don't want to think about this or realize this, money plays a much bigger role in what mm-hmm. songs are hit songs or not hit songs than most people want to believe or realize. And, sure. you know, on our first on our first deal, we were a very, very top priority to, like I said, a very big label, and we had a lot of success, you know. Um, ever since then, even though we've been on the indie side, we've, we've had some trouble being the priority again. You know, right. Um, once you're once a lot of this this industry is ego driven and you know a lot of uh, you know record execs they want to sign new bands they want to break new bands so they can forever say I broke that band. Right. So once once you're a band that has had success, us, you know you're not gonna, you're not going to get these uh, record guys as as excited to to, to jump all over you and, and really push your band, you know, because you're just, you're already, you're already broken. It's, it's not an ego boost. It's not, it's, it's just, you know, it is what it is, I guess. So we, we've had our issues finding good homes where we're an actual serious priority and everything's mm-hmm. pushed properly the way it's supposed to be. Right. You know? Yeah. No, I mean, that, that definitely makes sense. And I can definitely, appreciate from interviewing other bands that, you know, have been around as long as you guys and have had similar challenges and success over the years and the themes that come up through the interviews are, you know, definitely um, palpable in terms of, you know, mm-hmm. some of them before. So, yeah, no, I mean, it's, oh. like you said, it's, it's a shame that it is driven by money and egos and it can't be more about, you know, the artistry and, you know, that part. I, yeah, I agree. Let's take one more yeah, caller yeah. and then we're gonna check out um we'll check out the hit single false alarm. We'll go into and we'll get to that, okay? So let's I think this Sounds is a new good. caller and I should be I'll make sure in the future I'm actually hanging up because I can't keep track of all these people. So let's bring this other person on. Okay, uh you are on with uh Sean Danielson. Let us know where you're calling in from. And Maybe it was someone similar from before. It looks like a similar number. All right. Sorry about that, Sean. They're not uh, commenting. Oh, no worries. No worries. <laughs> okay, so let's do this. Tell us uh, tell us a little bit about False Alarm, and I know you have an accompanying video out with it right now. So tell us about that track and why you chose that one as your, your first single to release, and then we'll check it out. Let's see, False Alarm, it was a... Uh... It was a song that came together kind of in an interesting way. I actually kind of came up with the, the song in my head. Um, I, I kind of came up with the whole thing in my head, actually, while I was driving one time. I, and I, I got to where I was going and grabbed the guitar real quick and, and threw it all together. And 
there it was. You know, so it was definitely one that came together quickly and um you know, we all thought that the vibe on it was, was very cool and represented us very well and represented this record and you know, it's it's also a very catchy song and at the end of the day you sit down, you know, with, with uh your radio people and try to think of what song you'd like mm-hmm. to see represent the band but also what song would represent the band as well as hopefully catch people's ear, you know. Cool. Any symbolism with, with the title or the concept? I know I did read, I think, another interview somewhere where you, you know, I'm not sure if it was you talking or I think the bass player had done a couple of interviews. And, you know, the, the song's being a little more open-ended and you want to kind of keep it open to interpretation for the listener. Did that song have any particular relevance or meaning for you? Well, that's, that's actually definitely one. I have been telling people that I'd, I'd like to leave that one open ended because okay, maybe it, it's it that could, one. <laughs> it could be taken. It could be taken quite a bit of, you know, quite sure. a bit of different places there. So, it's it's almost okay. left unsaid, you know. Okay, that sounds good then. So let's do this. We'll uh, we'll check out the song. I'll put you on hold, then we'll come back and we'll definitely get into talking more about the album and uh, play another single uh, before the end of the show. Okay. Sounds good. Okay, hold on. All right, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. I see there's a ton of people uh, listening in the chat room. Um, So thank you so much. If you tuned in late, you can check out the podcast. It will be available after it's over to download or stream. Again, you're listening to Sean Danielson from Smile Empty Soul. We're going to check out the hit single, False Alarm, off of their new album, Chemicals, which is out now. So please Download a copy, pick up a copy of it. It's on iTunes, Amazon Music, etc. All right, here's False Alarm by Smile Empty Soul. Yeah. 
something else was going on False alarm, I could have sworn something else Grass are sticking out of my heart Now the summer is the sign of all the everyone welcome back to the Carrie Edelman show again the hit single false alarm by smile empty soul amazing track again be sure to pick up this album it's like I said at the beginning some of my favorites personally are real balance is an amazing song black and blue sitting ducks so the song like I said it stacks with some amazing tracks that these guys have written so pick up a copy today just want to do a couple of quick plugs uh, check out talentspotlightmagazine.net Amazing online magazine, do some really thorough and comprehensive interviews, so uh, check them out and some of the artists that they have interviewed. And also I do some cross-promotions with a amazing podcast, so uh, check it out, Davin's Den. It is a fast-paced podcast featuring comedians Davin Rosenblatt, Joe Curry, and Pip Helix. So if you're looking for a show that can make you think and laugh, these guys do some outrageous stuff, check it out. They go live Tuesday nights at the Watch Old Episodes. Or to find out more about the show, go to Davin's Den page on davincomedy.com. All right, let's bring Sean back on. Excuse me, I just sneezed. All right, let's get Sean on. All right, Sean, great track. Awesome, awesome song. Thank you. Okay, very cool. Let's do this. We do have a new caller that actually just called in, so let's take them, and then we'll get into talking about the album. Okay. All right, area code 989, you're on with Sean. Uh, just let us know where you're calling in from. Um, Pontiac, Michigan. Cool. Uh, I'm just a big fan. My boyfriend's in a band, and he plays a lot of Smile uh, Souls covers. And my 8-year-old son has been listening to his their music since he's been two, and he wants to say hi to Sean. Awesome. All right, here's Zach. Hi, Sean. Hey, how you doing? Good. Exactly. What's your name, man? Zachary. Oh, nice to meet you, Jeffrey. No, it's Zachary. Zachary. Oh, Zachary. Sorry about that. Yeah. Zachary, how you doing, man? Good. Yeah. Which one? Silhouette, say it. Silhouette. Oh, cool, cool. Thanks for listening to my music, man. I really appreciate it. 
Thank you so much, Zachary, for calling in and letting us know what your favorite song is. You're welcome. You're welcome. All right, man. We'll keep rocking. We'll see you at a show someday. Uh, Thank you. (laughs) Thanks a lot, guys. Thanks so much for calling in. You guys are welcome. See you later. Okay. Thanks, guys. Bye-bye. Aw, very cute. Look at that age range you have there, Sean. <laughs> yeah, that's that's always really cool. Definitely that's cool. awesome. Very cool. Okay. So let's talk uh, definitely about chemicals now. Tell us a little bit about just in general, what are some of the bands that influence you guys, that influence your music? Well, I mean, <clears throat> we have a pretty, pretty wide range of, of influences, especially these days. I mean, our bass player doesn't listen to rock at all, and uh, I almost don't either, as far as new rock goes, you know. And um, our drummer Jake also listens to probably, you know, some older rock more than uh, more than anything modern. Um, you know, I think lately um, I've been listening to a lot of Fair to Midland, Carnival, and and then you know a lot of uh, other genres of music. Cool. Uh, but you know, Very cool. We, we don't really listen to, I don't think we listen to other bands f- as much for influence these days, you know, as, as we just try to develop what, what we've already been doing. You know what I mean? We're just trying sure. to pick up where we left off and just kind of develop it more and more and just continue it along the path that it's on. And I think you make a good point. I mean, your your music definitely is, you know, your own. It's original. It's unique. It doesn't sound like anything out there. So I can I can definitely appreciate what you're saying there. But curious just to know what bands oh. you like then. We could put it that way. <laughs> oh, totally. Oh. Cool. So when making this album, tell us a little bit about the recording process with this album. You know, how do you guys go about writing a song? Um, you did give us an example at False Alarm where that was kind of something that really you know, quickly came to you and you were able to, you know, put it together. So, But tell us in mm-hmm. general, what do you guys usually do when you're, you know, working on recording songs and writing? Well, I typically write the songs. Um, I'll bring them to the guys and then we start, you know, building the arrangements together and uh, kind of in our, our rehearsal studio um, back in L.A. for, you know, probably a good a good month. I would say with the chemicals songs, we, I think we took about a month, month and a half once we had the songs to, to just be jamming them and getting them where we wanted them to be, you know? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, once we were ready, um, for this record, we actually recorded in a slightly different way than, uh, our previous records or most of our previous records in that we recorded most of the record, pretty live we we actually had um the drums in one room and then we had you know i was in the uh i was in the the uh control room at a guitar cabinet in another iso room and then ryan our bass player was in the control room as well but he had his bass cabinet in another iso room and we played all the tracks together all three of us and actually kept all those tapes you know instead of a lot of times you go in there and you'll you'll track together but you only keep the drums and then you super edit the drums and then you start building the, the guitars and the bass. We didn't do that. We didn't do the standard process that uh, most people do and that we have done ourselves many times, you know. So 
the record does have a little bit more of a live kind of raw feel because of uh because we just we just left a little more of that humanness in there. Yeah, well, that's cool. Definitely. Now, is this your own studio? I know, and please feel free, free to plug. You know, I know that you have your own kind of label that's also, I guess, combined with another label. So, you know, please plug all that. Well, we we don't have our own studio. We we work with uh, with a great friend and and really great producer, Eddie Wool. Uh, we've worked with him for, I think he's on our last three albums now, and he did my nice. my solo EP too. And uh, he's great. We, he has a home studio, um, but we'll go into, for this album, we went into a, a big studio in, in L.A. called The Steakhouse, a very nice studio. And we spent one day there just getting basic tracks. You know, we set up, we got the drums, the bass, the guitar. We packed all the, tra- all the basic tracks in the record in one day at the studio. Wow. And then we took, then we took those tracks back to Eddie's home studio and from there we you know i sang the vocals we got those we did the harmonies and the guitar overdubs and um then eddie actually mixed the record as well right in his house and uh as far as labels go yeah we we actually did start our own label and it's funny you mentioned soil because i'm sure tim (laughs) from soil told you that he has a label called pavement and, uh, that's why, label, and again, I'm just not to not to interrupt, but that's why I'm just I've been interviewing so many different bands. And I'm like, that looks really like familiar Pavement Entertainment, but I just couldn't uh-huh. kind of you know put everything together. Oh, yeah, but okay, go on. Confusing, you know. It's um, <laughs> but but yeah, Tim Tim is an old friend of ours, and um, you know we've known him from playing shows of Soil for for years, and uh, he actually has that label Pavement, and uh, when we were getting this this uh record together we formed our own label with an old friend and business partner of ours and we were looking for distribution of the record and uh pavement seemed like like the best option for us you know um working with a great old friend on it and and uh you know just kind of making it like a fun thing so you know we're uh we have we have our ours is called two disciples entertainment and then it's through pavement and then it's distributed by Sony. Cool. Do you guys feel, I guess, after everything you've been through complete now in terms of, you know, having your own label, you know, partnering up with a distribution company that you, you know, trust and you have a lot of faith in? I'm sure that feels good. <clears throat> yeah, it feels it feels really good. I mean, this time around, because it is our own label, we're actually able to oversee the the whole business aspect of, of everything. You know, we're we're actually we assembled the radio team and, and, and we're a part of that and we we hired our own publicity and, and you know we're coming up with our own marketing campaigns and, and uh we're watching the money be spent on the proper things that we mm-hmm. decide to spend the money on. You know, so it's it's been really fun. It's been a great learning experience and uh so far it's been successful too. So we you know we got to keep pressing on and, and hope we can uh, take false alarm up charts further and uh, see where we land, you know. Very cool. No, that's great. That's great to see that, you know, you guys are happy, you're in control, and, you know, things are going the way you want them to go. Very cool. So yeah. let's do this. We have another caller, and I definitely want to get to the second song, and then 
tie things up, talk a little bit about the tour, ask you a couple of, uh, you know, odds and ends questions, and then I'll be letting you go in shortly. All right? So let's take this person. Okay, 863, you're on with Sean. Just uh, let let us know where you're calling in from. Uh, What's up, brother? What's up, man? How you doing? Good, man. I'm from Lakeland, Florida. Uh, It's in between Orlando and Tampa. Right. uh, I just want to say, like, this is the first tour I've missed in a while, y'all were playing Jacksonville October 19th, I think it was, and I yeah, kind of have a good excuse, though. Uh, I had to go on a cruise because my sister was getting married, but not going to lie, it, it was like like perfect timing. Like I, I had to leave the same day y'all were playing the show, so I was, I was bummed and happy at the same time. <laughs> oh, dude, you don't need an excuse, man. You know, we appreciate any time you do come out, but dude, it's, you can't make them all. It's too hard. Yeah, it, Dude, uh, the first caller, man, every, everything he had to say, I only thing I can do is just repeat that whatnot. But um, I got actually got three questions for you. I got two kind of normal questions, and I got one off-the-wall question for you. <laughs> okay. Um, first one is um, what is an up-and-coming band that nobody's really heard of yet that, that you would endorse uh, to check out? Second one is, What's your go-to song for, like, motivation or when you're feeling down and whatnot? Mm. And third one is, <laughs> um, what is your earliest memories of pro wrestling, if if you even watched it while growing up? <laughs> who was your favorite growing up? <laughs> uh, okay. Hi. Go for it, Sean. Right, let's see. Okay, what was one again? Just a refresher. Uh, first one is what is an up and coming band that you recommend everybody checking out? That, that you okay, really- up and coming. That's that's pretty tough. That's, but you know what? Actually, okay. First of all, Fair to Midland, that band. Yeah. Um, I, I wouldn't call them up and coming because I, I don't right, even they've know. They've been around for a while. Yeah, they, they've been around, but not a lot of people know about them or listen to them. And I just love that band. You know, I've been I've been. Uh, really getting into them the last couple of years and can't say enough about them. So check them out if you haven't heard them. And then uh, also I, I just kind of got into uh, a friend of mine turned me on to, to um, he is legend, this record called it hates you. And uh, I've, I've really been liking that record a lot too. I definitely recommend checking that out. What was that called? Key is legend. Key is legend. Key is legend. Key is legend. Cool. All right. Yep, yep, and the record's called "It Hates You." It's it's a pretty cool record. It's really heavy. Right. And it's really it's really uh, out there. Very cool. A lot of a lot of cool riffs and uh, great singing, and it's a very cool record. What was your second question? I can't remember that Go one. Go to song. Go to song. Motivation. Any any yeah, type motivational of song. Ah, like uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know about that. I, I don't know that I have one song like that I, I think it's just whatever I'm listening to at the moment you know what I mean just okay. uh, whatever album I'm into at, at, the, at the moment I can I can pop it in and just listen when I need music help you know what was the and then third wrestling one right yeah my my grandfather actually used to uh, my grandfather knew Sting do you know that wrestler Sting yeah I know Sting Steve Borden yeah yeah, yeah, my, he grew up he grew up next to my grandfather on on his street. So my grandfather was always a huge Sting fan. So I mean, I grew when I was really young, 
my grandfather would always have wrestling on. And he was always a huge Sting fan. So when I was, when I was a kid, I liked Sting. <laughs> yeah, that's, and, yeah, that's cool, man. And I always remember, I, I had, you remember those little wrestling, uh, those little rubber wrestling guys, you put your thumb in their backs and <laughs> you'd like thumb wrestle with them? Do you remember those things? Yeah, I remember. I had a couple of them. Yeah, a couple of those things. Nice. Well, I definitely cool. appreciate your time, man. No problem, man. Thanks hey. for calling in. Thanks for coming to our shows, dude. We appreciate it. Yeah, definitely, yeah, man. thanks so much. Thanks for life, dude. Awesome, thanks man. Life, Take it easy. Take care. Bye. Okay, cool. Yeah, great call tonight, Sean. Really good. Awesome stuff. All right, let's do this because awesome. I want to fit a second song in and then get back to at least have you pub the tour and ask you a couple of, you know, quick interesting questions about yourself and et cetera. So the other okay. song that I picked, again, like I said, I, I love so many songs off the album, but the other one I picked, hold on a second, let me just go into my switchboard here and get all this stuff because I uploaded a few, but for some reason it wasn't, one of them hasn't registered yet, um, was Black and Blue. So tell us a little bit about Black and Blue, because that's a great track. That's that's actually one of our favorites, too, from, from the new record. I, I love playing that record, that song live. It's, it's, a, it's a great song, and it's fun. And, and uh, now, th- as far as lyrically, I think that's another one that... Uh, that you can take as, as you want to take, you know, it's, it's more sure. of an overall, it's more of an overall feeling, you know, or, or a place to be than it is something extremely specific. Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. Well, I'll leave that to the fans to uh, listen to it and apply it to them in uh, the way that they see uh, fit. All right. So let's exactly, check that yeah. out and then, uh, come back, talk about the tour and a couple of other things and then wrap things up, okay? Sounds good. Okay, hold on. All right, everyone, again, Sean Danielson from Smile Empty Soul. Here is their other track, one of my personal favorites off the album, Chemicals, titled Black and Blue, so check it out, and we'll be back. Time to discover where is the deepest, how dark is nothing when you believe it.
All right, everyone, welcome back to the Carrie Edelman Show. I'm going to bring Sean back on. We've got one more caller, and that'll be the last one for tonight because I don't want to keep poor Sean here forever, even though I could continue interviewing him forever. But uh, <laughs> we do have to end the show shortly. So let me bring him back on, and we'll take the one last call. All right, Sean, awesome track, black and blue, great stuff. Awesome, thank you. Very cool. All right, so there's one last caller. This was a person who looked like they called in earlier. I tried to bring them on, but I don't know if there was a connection issue, but uh, let's try to bring them on again. Okay, cool. Okay, so 248, you're calling in. Just uh, let us know where you're calling in from. Oh, this is jo- I'm just listening to the radio. Uh, it's Justin again. <laughs> oh, you know, it's so sorry, Justin. Well, sorry about that. I'll put you back on hold. Yeah, I did see the number, and it's so hard to keep track with all the people calling in. So I'll put you back on yeah. hold, but thank you for continuing to listen. <laughs> all right. <laughs> okay, thanks. It's funny. I thought it looked familiar, but then he kind of cropped up again in the switchboard there. Okay, so... um. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about this tour that you're currently on right now. You're you're headlining it yourself. There is a question I'm going to ask you in a moment that someone in the chat room had posted. I'm sorry, what was that? Go ahead. Oh, yeah, just tell us a little bit about the tour that you're currently on, you know, where people can uh, check it out, if you're playing with any. I know that you're headlining, right, correct, all the shows? Okay, yeah, that, definitely. Yeah, we're okay. we're headlining a tour right now called the, the American Chemicals Tour, and it started October 1st, and it ends December 14th um, back in California. And uh, so we're about halfway through right now. And um, we have a band called Acidic out with us right now, and uh, they're very cool guys and Southern California guys as well. And it's been a, it's been a fun tour. We've we got a long, long way to go still, so we've we got a lot of interesting weather ahead of us probably and going to be a, a lot of work, but it should be fun. Nice, nice. Are you currently on tour right now? Are you taking a – or this is straight through you're going? Oh, it's straight through. Yeah, we're on wow. tour right now. We're actually wow. in Little Rock, Arkansas right now, and uh, tomorrow we play Memphis. And um, just, you know, we pretty much have like 30-something – 40 more dates between now and mid-December. And wow. That's so the schedule. Great. Really good. So the question that um, the person, Sean, had in the chat room was, any plans for a spring tour? And if so, are you coming back to western Pennsylvania? Um, we are definitely doing a spring tour. We're actually doing a February tour um, where we just hit all the south, the southern United States. But then in the spring, we're going to um, be doing some sort of package tour probably that uh, should bring us to, to western Pennsylvania, hopefully. I can never cool. tell exactly what cities we're going to go to, you know, this far in advance, but hopefully we will be there. Okay. There you go, Sean. Hopefully that uh, answers your question, and you can always go to their website and Facebook page and all the other great pages that they have so that they can find out where you guys are at. So any crazy experience, anything that you can recall throughout your musical journey and the years that you guys have been doing this that really stands out to you, whether it was on tour, just something really out there that happened to you guys as a band? <clears throat> There's, I mean, that's a tough one because tour is one of those things that just brings the unexpected, you know. You can always count on <laughs> 
you can always count on interesting things happening on tour, and you can always count on, even no matter how long you've been touring, you can count on running right. into something new, you know, right. every tour. Something new, is a new issue is going to pop up, a new uh, scenario, you know. So there's so many crazy moments and countless things. One time, though, I did get shot at in Washington, D.C., me and Gosh. In the me and the base in ten years, Lewis, we were in a we we're in a cab coming back to the venue after a show um, from a, from some bars, and uh, somebody just you know it's dark and uh, in the middle of the night, and somebody just started open opening fire mm-hmm. our cab, and uh, wow. the cabbie like you know crashed into a into a parked car and. Um, the cops came and, you know, we had to fill out police reports and it was a pretty crazy ordeal. But we did... Yeah, you know, pretty the, scary. Yeah, yeah, it was very scary. You could hear the the bullets, you know, there hit, hit someone hitting the vehicle and the windows wow. got shot out and it was, it was pretty crazy. Definitely, yeah, that's definitely scary. And, yeah, just, you know, your safety and stuff and things like that. That's yeah. just, wow. Yeah, right. you can expect to encounter stuff like that, but tour right, is crazy. Right. Wow. So tell us a little bit about you. What else do you like to do when you're, well, you don't have much free time, but any interesting hobbies? Um, you know, did you play sports growing up? Is there anything particular that you enjoy doing if you do have a, a free minute in your life? <laughs> yeah, I like to cook, and uh, I'm obsessed with baseball. So okay. those, are, those are pretty much... Those pretty much take up my hobby time. Nice. What's your favorite uh, food or some type of thing to cook? Is there something that you're really good at that you like to put together? Uh, um, let's see. I don't. I don't think there's anything that's that's my favorite necessarily. It's just kind of okay. As uh, as I I try new new stuff, you know, I um, new things become my favorite because they're new. But uh, I I like to. Uh, I like, I like to, you know, barbecue. We, we actually grill a lot out on the road. We have a, a very cool, small, little portable grill that was custom-made nice. for us by a, by a good friend of ours. And um, we, we grill out all the time. It's, it's a really capable little grill, and we'll do big rib, rib racks and smoke stuff and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> cool. You're definitely not a vegetarian, I guess. <laughs> no, our, our bass player is, but... Uh, oh, okay. But, but me, and, me and Jake aren't. Nice. Cool. Wow. So I don't want to keep you too much longer, Sean, but I just wanted to say, um, you know, thank you so much for coming on the show and please, you know, plug the sites that people can find you on. And again, keep in touch because you're always welcome back. If you want to come back on in the future to plug a tour, new music, whatever you guys have going on. Awesome. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me. Definitely. So yeah, just plug uh, your Twitter page, Facebook, anything you want to share with everyone even though I'm sure that they can just type you into Google and find you. Oh yeah, you can you can find us at smileempty-soul.com. Um we're on Facebook, I believe it's Smile Empty Soul Music. And then we're at, on Twitter underscore smile empty soul. We're on Instagram um at smile empty soul official. And then uh I'm on Facebook and Twitter as well promoting my solo EP that I actually put out earlier this year called Enjoy the Process. Oh, so cool. check that out too if you uh if you have time. That's available on iTunes and Amazon. 
And uh, it's Very just nice. a little short acoustic, little acoustic thing that I did. So check it out and check all of uh, the Smile websites out and come see us on tour. Okay. Thanks so much, Sean. I wish you guys much continued success and uh, keep putting out amazing music. And like I said, if you ever want to come back on, just uh, you can personally contact me or let uh, Ryan know who hooked up the interview, okay? Sounds great. Thanks, thanks again okay. for having me. Absolutely. Talk to you soon. Right, Much continued care. success. Take care. Awesome. Bye. You too. Bye. Bye. All right, everyone. Again, that was Sean Danielson from Smile Empty Soul. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in tonight. It looks like we had a great crowd in the chat room. I really appreciate the support that you're giving the band. And as I mentioned, that's really the concept of this show is to help these guys get their names out there. Um, please check out my podcast. I have over 200 interviews comedians, filmmakers, musicians. There's so many different things, such a variety of stuff that I have. So check it out, and uh, hopefully you'll find something that you really enjoy, maybe find some new artists. And uh, next week we have Righteous Vendetta coming on, amazing hard rock band. Uh, They're going to come on next Monday, which is November 11th at 7 o'clock p.m. Eastern time, so you can tune in for that. As I mentioned, all of my shows become podcasts, so if anyone tuned in late, you can download it for free, stream it. Um, And again, I appreciate people spreading the word about the show. It's about supporting these guests and people in the entertainment industry to uh, spread the word out there about who they are and what they're doing. Please follow me on Facebook, uh, The Carrie Edelman Show. Please like it, and you can see all the upcoming dates. I keep everything up to date there with upcoming guests, podcasts, etc., If you have a Twitter page, uh, please follow me at Carrie Edelman. If you follow me, I will follow you. We also have a couple of Facebook personal pages going, so if you want to send a friend request, I'd love to personally keep in touch with people too. And uh, again, thanks so much for the support, for tuning in. have some more interviews coming up uh, later this month as well as December before we uh, tie in this year and start another year in 2014. So thanks again, and have a great night.